This episode of the Jamie K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. September 24th, it is what it is by Payback. We'll be releasing, and I'm so excited. I love Payback. Shout out to Pennsylvania Hardcore. They're doing it right. The one scene. Are you following From Within Records on social media? Did you see their post about the new Shackled LP? Doubt surrounds all. If you missed that news, I highly suggest you boot up your Twitter, Instagram, and click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. Shout out to From Within Records for always keeping it real and doing awesome shit. The MH Chaos record coming out at the end of October, October 29th, which is so awesome because I feel like I've been talking about that record forever. Shout out Chicago Hardcore. But like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we travel to Buffalo, New York. We had to track down our good friends, Donnie and Lexi. They both play in an awesome band called Spaced. If you haven't heard of them yet, please hit pause, go boot up Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, and go listen to the demo. It's seriously so awesome. Here is a crazy story. The day the demo dropped, I was uh, on my way to Silmar to visit my uh, good buddy from Georgia who's in town. And as I was leaving, I put on the spaced demo. Fast forward two hours later, I'm almost at my destination and the demo's still on repeat. I loved it so much and I just couldn't believe how good this new music was. I was obsessed and I just started reaching out to everybody. I'm like, yo, check out this band. This band's super sick. And I, I, I stand by it. That music is awesome, I think. Everybody in that band is talented and what they're doing up there in Buffalo right now is something special. So please pay attention. But it was a real treat for me to be able to reach out to Donnie and Lexi to hear about their story leading up to Spaced. And it was just so fun for me. And Lexi listens to K-pop. So you better believe I had to bring up some K-pop towards the end of the podcast, which was really fun for me because I could talk about it for days. There's so much going on. Whenever I think I'm getting a break in the K-pop world, I can, uh, you know, put my wallet away. It, it's just nonstop. There's new stuff dropping all the time. Stacy just dropped their stereotype album. Purple Kiss just came back with Hide and Seek. There's no breaks. It's fun. It's amazing. But seriously, support Spaced, newer band from Buffalo. They're uh, starting to get out there more. They're playing the Dare Life's Question off the track show in Wilkesburg in November, which should be super sick for them. But please just do yourself a favor, hop on the train now before it's too late. You heard it here first, Spaced, going to be doing big things. But please strap in, enjoy this conversation, and without further ado, welcome Donnie and Lexi to the show. and we're live welcome to the podcast lexi and donnie how's it going it's going you know life feeling, yeah i'm feeling really good uh thanks for having us on the podcast uh mm-hmm. i got to, got to check a hardcore show yesterday a lot of cool things are happening for space uh and just happy to be chopping it up with a friend like you my man 
Okay, before we get into the band talk, uh, just for people who may not be familiar, uh, you guys are uh, you know both living in Buffalo right now. Is that correct? Buffalo, New York. I'm like in Rochester, but I'm basically in Buffalo all the time. <laughs> okay, and yeah, so I'm in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Lexi's in like a neighboring city, Rochester. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like what, like a, like an hour on the dot. Hour. Okay, and uh, for people um, you know who, who may not be familiar, can you guys talk about uh, how you guys got into hardcore and we just kind of lead up to like the beginning of space? Um, I can go first. Um, so I remember I like was not like a I've not been an avid hardcore listener for a long time. Um, the first time I ever really experienced hardcore was like an Every Time I Die holiday show. And my boyfriend, who's our drummer, Dan, he took me to it and it was before it was to the season. So it was like at this old venue called the waiting room. And it's like, it was insane. Like I was like, I've never experienced anything like that. So I was like listening to hardcore at that point. But then I didn't really like get into it and like want to be a part of the hardcore scene until I saw Half Heart in 2019 at the uh, Palladium, the outdoor show. Because my friend, uh, she lives in Jersey, and she was like, yo, Vane is playing. You should totally come with me. And I love Vane. So I was like, okay, I'm in. And I was literally only going to see Vane. And I, like, discovered so many bands that day. Just, like, seeing the scene, like, come together. Like, I think it was, like, 10,000 people were there. It was insane. And I was like, whoa, this is so sick. Like, I want to be a part of this. So I started going to, like, more hardcore shows and, like, getting more into the scene. And then... Me and Donnie talked, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, my story goes back quite a bit further than that. Um, you know, I, like, like, Pop Punk was, like, probably, like, my first exposure, like, in, like, the early 2000s, like, to just, like, something different, you know, like, a different way of thinking. And then, like, from that, I was getting into more, like, Punk Punk. Um, and then, honestly, like, people may shade me for it, but, like, my gateway into, like, heavier music was, like, a lot of, like early like metalcore and like screamo stuff like i was like getting into like thursday and like even like the use like on like when they were first coming out and then it was like betray you led me to like all the orange county bands like bleeding through and stuff like that so um and then really like i just was following trust kill records really closely and i heard like one with the underdogs when it first came out and like i don't know that's like damn near changed my life uh like when i heard it and then i was playing in like kind of more metalcore bands at the time and like this buffalo band rhinoceros they uh like booked my metalcore band on like a vfw show and like i had kind of a similar experience to what lexi is describing like at that half heart show it was like just like a small vfw show but it was just like so much gnarlier than everything like that i had been and like my kind of group of friends that were like sort of more in the metalcore scene like just felt like really accepted like right off the get and like the moshing was bananas and like i was like okay like this is my shit now and like i became a hardcore kid and i have been doing that for at least a decade and uh, i don't see that changing anytime soon um so i'm a tattooer here in buffalo and like she's my friend and she was getting tattooed by me and i've seen her at the shows uh like supporting dance band her boyfriend and like just knew she was somebody like really passionate about just like music in general and i was like yo like you should 
be in a band and uh we like got some time like in the beginning of pandemic and like we wrote these tunes and i was like super amped on them right off the get and i just kind of knew that like we had something special and like we wrote all the instrumentals really like without hearing like a lot of like what lexi was going to do like vocally on the track and i remember like we got in the studio and like the first takes went through and i was like yo this is it like super amped right off the get so it's been like just a really cool exciting time like bringing the whole thing together hell yeah and i i love that you mentioned rhinoceros because i was like such a huge fan of like that whole seventh dagger wave back in the day like arm for battle and i it was just such an interesting time and obviously uh, for me being straight edge uh i was uh, always just a fan of like this like straight edge label pushing like these like crazy straight edge bands from all over the country so i i think it's awesome whenever i hear about those bands uh these days because sometimes people like tend to forget or you know there's like a whole new generation of kids who probably don't even know what seventh dagger is totally i mean that like that era really was like kind of my transition like into like i guess like true hardcore and like yeah like i don't know like some people like may knock that like through a modern lens but like i go back like i was listening like actually me and my buddy evan yesterday were listening to like sacred pledge from auburn and like you know yeah you mentioned afb like all that like just kind of like crazy silly mosh stuff like it, it was awesome and like I don't know. I'm not straight edge, but for whatever reason, like I'm just like a sucker for like anything with like a hyper militant message. Like, I don't know what it is, but like vegan bands, straight edge bands, like just like get me so amped. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had Ron on the podcast. Obviously, um, you know Ron, awesome dude uh, from your area, and I I, I asked him about rhinoceros because I'm always curious about where these dudes went, like what happened to them if they're still involved. And he mentioned that the singer, I think he like owns a pizza shop or runs a pizza shop. Are, are you like familiar with it? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, not to uh, not to air uh, my man Joe out, but first of all, like infinite respect to Joe. Uh, he was like so influential mm -hmm. in to like me getting involved in hardcore, like in the first place, um, you know, like just like extending that olive branch, like seeing that like my friends and I were doing something like kind of parallel, you know, like in metalcore and like just booking us on like a rhinoceros show and like just putting us in the room. And like, that's why like in, in Buffalo, like we're trying to do like a lot of mixed genre shows. Cause I do feel like every person is like, maybe just like one experience, like what Lexi was talking about, like with, with have heart, like of just seeing that and being in that room of being like, Whoa, like this is for me. Like I found my, my, my tribe, my people, you know? Um, but at any rate, yeah, so I mean, Joe was like a little older, even when he was doing like rhinoceros in the beginning. And, you know, now he runs a boxing gym in Buffalo. He runs a pizzeria, Allentown Pizzeria. Shout out. They do like a lot of vegan options here in Buffalo. If anybody happens to be in the area looking for some vegan stuff, um, they can take care of you. I told him he should have named that place like Allentown Punk Rock Pizza. I felt like it would have made it like a destination, like put some vinyl up. And he's like, nah, like regular people won't want to be there. And I need that for my business. But mm -hmm. I, I don't know. But whatever. That was uh, that was my take. But like, yeah, Rhinoceros, like forever. One of my favorite Buffalo bands. I wrecked myself moshing to them. Like mm -hmm. literally, like there was a point where they were playing like three, four times a month. And I was like just going bananas every time. So uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked to talk about Rhinoceros. <laughs> No, I, I think it, it's important for uh, like even like the like younger, newer kids of the scene to know that there's uh, you know someone um, you know who came before that's you know I'm having a business. I think it'd be cool for kids to go in there and maybe like bug them. Like, hey, I know you used to play in this cool band from here back in the day. I, I think it's just like important for kids just to uh, just know the the history of their scene. 
I, I totally agree. You know, it, it, it kind of like, uh, this was something like I was hoping we would maybe have an opportunity to talk about a little bit is like, I go so back and forth. Like I will always appreciate like the nostalgia and the respect for like the history of hardcore. However, like I do find it like sometimes like almost nauseating, like just how people get so fixated on like a certain era of hardcore, like where it was like it was them. And like that's when like them and all their friends were going to shows like, you know, like when I first like got into the scene, people were like kind of shading me because they were like, oh, you missed like no warning playing here and like hatebreed playing DFWs and like all this other shit. And then like now I hear like my friends like talking about like you know like tui like you know trapped under ice like coming through and like you know their first shows and like you know, kind of clowning like new kids like for being that but like i think that will always be a perpetual cycle like you know people like you know like today's kids are going to be talking about you know uh like yeah going to see dare or you know drain or you know like whatever like whoever's you know just like contemporary right now so i've always tried to like continue to respect the past but like also like really have my finger on the pulse of like new bands and like it's like it's funny they're like this is like kind of off topic but like I, I i saw this gucci main interview and like people were trying to get him to like kind of clown on like some of the young kid like soundcloud rappers and stuff like that and he was like nah he's like if the young kids are with it like i'm with it and like i thought that was like such a cool thing like to just like be positive rather than just like want to tear shit down and, like hate on stuff like just support it you know yeah no i i totally get where you're coming from uh and I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank too because I, I was just listening to this podcast and, and i'm pretty sure it's bob wilson but just i mean he, he mentioned having like a healthy respect for what came before and uh, obviously you want to try to find this balance um it, it's probably easier for people who've been around since they've had time to uh, or um, maybe not who knows but um, for people who've been around maybe they've had time to dig in the past and they you know are up to speed on the history so now they can focus a little more on you know what's currently going on since they have that knowledge but i, I just always want to put a light on certain bands when i can because because when rhinoceros uh, you know were active i was just a uh, you know young kid in the scene didn't really think i could do anything to to like help push it or or, or anything other than going to shows but now here i am uh, you know doing the podcast whatever and being able to talk to people from all over and this stuff's getting documented so i feel like now is like my opportunity where i can mention bands from you know like your area that i was a fan of back then that i think deserve respect so it, it, it's uh this weird balance that um you know people have to find but i, I just think it's um, very important because obviously you do want to focus on the here and now but we can't forget what came before Oh, totally. Like, just like you said, like healthy balance, I think is, is all about it. And that's what like, you know, yeah, it, it's tricky. And, and like, that's why, like, I think like what you're doing is super rad because it is like that combination, you know, like you look back at like the episodes you've done, you know, you do have people that like have been contributing to the scene for a long time, but it's also like all about like putting on new talent and like letting people know about new bands. Cause that's what it is. Like, you know, like it, it bums me out. Like I have friends now that are like, I like, we'll, we'll say, I don't go to shows anymore. You know? And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, you're, you're trying to say that like, if a band that you love is coming, to town, like it is, I didn't realize it was something that you had to like renew your subscription to every year. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, if you feel it, like come, if you don't like, that's, that's fine. Or like, I'm in mosh retirement like that, like that shit. I hate that. Like, dude, I will be, I'll be, hopefully 50 years old like wrecking myself like anytime terror plays uh you know anything off one with one for, with the underdog or one for the underdogs mm -hmm. uh, 
so I, I want to kind of talk about that that have heart show because I was uh, you know fortunate fortunate enough to have been around when half heart was an active band, but to see them go away for uh, like a whole decade and to to see this whole new generation of hardcore kids come in and for them to find out about have heart, but unfortunately not getting the chance to see them uh, when those uh, shows were announced. And I, I saw like this weirdness of, of people like acting better than like the kids who haven't seen have heart. And I'm just like, you know, that's really annoying and it uh, doesn't make you better than anybody. But one thing about have heart coming back and playing those string of shows, I thought was really important because obviously they're, like uh, you know their reach is crazy right they, they've done like world tours i feel like i feel like the way that they did their uh their career is uh like w well it was perfect i feel like a lot of bands should take note and kind of try to follow that model because it, it could help them be successful but they came back play the string of shows and one thing that i uh, you know hit me was like okay there's like a whole generation of kids who have already seen them and are already going to be here for um, this band that they have loved for so long, but then there's going to be a ton of new kids who this is their first time seeing this band because they've been gone for so long. And I was always curious about like what could happen like as a result of that. So to hear you, Lexi, like, you know, going to that show, not even for half art, but seeing them and kind of having this like life changing moment, it's, uh, it's crazy and awesome to hear. So I'm like happy you were able to, to go to that. Um, but you know, walking away, did you ever think that, okay, like, I want to be in a band or were you just stoked to start going to shows and kind of getting more into the culture? Um, I mean, like I've always wanted like to be in a band. I just was never like, I can't play an instrument. Like I can't sing, whatever. So when I went to school the first time around at Fredonia, which is like a SUNY school an hour South of Buffalo, I booked shows at this like local bar. So I was really heavily involved with our local music scene and like, would go to local shows as much as I could. So like, I've always been into building a small scene and like making it more. So like leaving the have heart show, I was like, wow, I really need to start going to Buffalo hardcore shows because like, I was always too intimidated to go because like, I didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't know most of the bands and like, so it kind of always like made me feel scared to go. And then, so after that I was fully into like, discovering new bands whether they're small local bands or like bands that have been around for a while and i just never got around to listening to like i remember because i went from jersey to worcester and then like went back to jersey and flew back to buffalo and i remember like sitting in the airport and my one friend that brought me she like loves trapped under ice and i was like can you give me like some albums to listen to like i really need to start getting more into hardcore and so like i remember that day i was listening to trapped under ice for the first time and, like, I fully already was listening to Angel Dust, so, like, I'm already into, like, most of just, like, newer stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, getting into the older stuff, like, TUI and, like, actually, like, discovering it, like, really opened my eyes because that's, like, one of my favorite hardcore bands now. That's a, a great band. I feel like uh, when they were in an active band, I felt like they were, like, one of the biggest bands in hardcore. And I feel like they were on, like, this crazy trajectory where they could have been... Uh, one of those bands that kind of break out of like our hardcore bubble, but for whatever reason, they just decided to, you know, focus on other things, which is totally fine. Uh, I, I hope at some point we can get another uh, TUI show at some point because they always kill it live and uh, like seriously, one of the greatest bands in hardcore. I would love they to do. see them. 
I, I had the privilege of seeing them a bunch and it was always, it was always sick. And I think like they are one of those bands that like will like, I mean, like just the way I talk about like terror, you know, like terror, terror is so interesting. Cause like they're obviously in that conversation as well as like kind of the contemporary bands that are so important to hardcore. And like, I think it's interesting how those bands are able to like bridge that gap of it. Like the music is like so hard, but it's like, weirdly accessible at the same time you know i mean like terror like like songs like structurally like they're like i don't want to call them poppy uh like i don't want to put that like on them but like mm-hmm. it's so catchy you know and, yeah. like that, that's kind of the hardcore that i tend to gravitate towards is like either like i don't know i am like a sort of a cheese metalcore head like I, I like like really heavy like just kind of wild stuff but then like on the other end of the spectrum like i do kind of like like sort of like the punky like catchier stuff and it's interesting how terror is able to sort of do both and like ty is like a perfect example of that as well yeah it, it's always interesting to me um especially when you uh, listen to bands like uh terror and trapped in a rise like sonically like i feel like they're on like two separate ends of hardcore but they're they're able to have that reach right to have that influence over the entire scene and i just don't really think there's a formula because i I feel like it's just uh they just are like this special band and somehow like to to capture like the like majority of the scene to have them you know back that band be into that band it it doesn't happen very often so i i always like to you know appreciate bands like them like when they're around and active and just try to uh, not take it for granted because you know bands don't last forever like I'm, I'm sure you guys heard the the gulch news right like gulch uh, arguably right now they could continue and be a, a bigger band if they wanted but for some reason they're calling it quits and I, I know a lot of people are bummed out about it but i'm just like telling everybody like yo this stuff doesn't last forever so like you should have been appreciating you know that band while they were active so now that they're on this final run like you know like enjoy it while it lasts Totally. Yeah. I, I snuck down to whatever the last FYA was. I think, I think Jimmy, I think you said you were there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I did happen to, uh, to catch the set and, and it was cool. And like, I, I and, and yeah, like, just like you said, like, that's why, you know, like, yeah, I've been going to shows like a long time and, you know, like I do like sometimes like want to be lazy and I'm just like, life gets in the way and I'm like, man, like I've been to like, I've supported the scene like every single show maybe i'll sit this one out but like but yeah just like what you said like keeps me like trying to punch my ticket every single time and like be like hey this could be like this magical moment that i you know that i will look back on seeing this iconic band or you know like just that satisfaction of even like sometimes seeing a band like play a shot show like on like their first tour you know and then like a year later like you know you see them like kind of get their their due and people start to appreciate them more like that's always been like so satisfying for me whether we're talking about hardcore or punk or you know even like other genres right so, like just to kind of discover something as it's like on the ascent it's like so satisfying you know yeah the, I, I can i have so many stories of me uh just like begging my friends i'm like yo there's this band playing uh you know maybe at a random venue or even like an established venue but i'm just like yo like we got to go like just trust me this band's gonna be like good right like uh, just trust me like uh you may not heard of them but just trust me i'm a fan and i'm I'm a fan for a reason and my friends will ignore me call me weird um or they just don't want to go because they're not interested but then you know years years later months later whatever band gets bigger blows up whatever and then they're trying to tell me about that band and it just uh makes me want to pull my hair out but it's because like you know taking chances on going to these like you know to to because not every show is going to be like a hype show right but 
but for me it's just like i don't mind going to the this like random la warehouse show uh to see like my friend's band like uh, and i've talked about this band for like the past like four episodes uh and i promise everybody this not paid i'm a true fan so i, I went to go see my friends in uh, zulu and scal right they were doing like um uh, the first night of their run that they just finished up recently and there's this straight edge band from la called firestarter and i'd seen the name floating around on flyers but i just wasn't familiar and i got to the show early i'm like okay cool i finally get to see this band and they sounded good to me but just the uh, pa system they had uh, at the venue wasn't the best or maybe it was because of the the acoustics in the building but i'm just like all right that didn't sound like that good but let me check yeah. out their record and maybe um they'll actually be good on record so i, I checked out the record way better than what i heard at that venue and then i went and saw them at uh last thursday night in santa Ana. they played this other warehouse which was cool and it's just like you you should go and support your local scene you know and i get it sometimes it can be hard but but don't get lazy because like you know we went all of 2020 without shows so now that things are you know basically in full motion right bands are on tours there's shows happening you know multiple nights a week so I, I, I took that chance because I, I could have easily stayed home and not seen Scowl or Zulu and I would have missed Firestarter and probably would still have not listened to them at this point. But it's just like, yeah, just go to these shows and um, you could be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm stoked that you brought up Scowl and Zulu. Um, Firestarter also like a band that's like definitely on my radar. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I, as far as I know, I don't think they've played like really anything like out east yet. Mm -hmm. um, but like if like if and when they do, um, I'm here for it. If they want to play Buffalo, I'll book that show. <laughs> Let me know. But, um, but yeah, like Scowl and Zulu, I think. Um, you know, is, is definitely indicative of kind of what's happening in hardcore. You know, like I, I certainly don't think or well, at least like speaking for myself, like there was definitely no like exclusionary measure, but just for whatever reason, like it seemed like the group that like was finding hardcore, at least in my region was just like, you know, just like straight white dudes. And, um, you know, I have been really fortunate in Buffalo to have uh, at, like exposure to a lot of different music genres lately. Like the whole like Griselda moment is happening in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And like some of my friends who are like kind of like uh, affiliates with that, who I've just like met through music and my wife's a, like a, a primarily a hip-hop dj this kind of just like exposed me to like a lot of different cultures um like just like in the last few years and i'm like seeing like that happening in hardcore and like there's like kind of this push to amplify like uh voices from different backgrounds and like it like it is like in my opinion like the most exciting thing that's happening in hardcore and like uh like zulu is of course like a great example of that like where just like the energy is like really crazy and like you know like the song structures like you know it's kind of like of course again like that power violence but like it's just like really raw and wild and like it's what it's supposed to be and like that band gets me so amped and like scowl it like just has like that incredible punk energy and like uh like the vocals on it is really sick so like super stoked to talk about both those bands for sure i feel like uh turnstile is a perfect example right they're like arguably the biggest band in hardcore right now especially with like the wave that they're on right now like you don't have to uh, you know conform and play a certain style right you know a youth crew b-town whatever you can do whatever you want and create your own sound because if, if you look at turnstile uh and try to you know compare them to any band 
across hardcore. It's like you can't find one because they are doing things their own way and just creating this this crazy new wave. And just I feel like it's really important in uh, showing people that you can kind of break from the mold and try new stuff and still be successful with it um, if you're you know creating good music uh, you know th that's the bottom line right it's like when you uh, even strip away like the people if, if you look at just the music it's like it's just undeniably good right because i know there's like that constant debate like is turncell still even a hardcore band and the answer is yes you can't take that away from them but but i, I think they're like a really important band right now but even for the history of hardcore because even like you know fast forward 10 years from now it's going to be uh, like it, this will be an important moment but even if you like you know rewind 10 years and, and if you try to show turnstile to people back then i i would believe that people wouldn't be uh you know so down for them just because they sound so different yeah i mean you know someone showed me like pressure to succeed uh like when it first came out and that's the name of the first record right yeah uh, yeah the first no, uh, um, yeah. First somebody time. showed that shit to me, and like it, immediately, it was just kind of on brand for me, you know. Like it, it, it checked that box that it was like it was catchy. It had like those structures, you know, where like the vocal was like introducing, uh, you know, the break. Like it, it, it was just like really well written, and I was like, "Yo, this is it." And like that, that like not to be, I hate being that guy, but like you know, that that's probably the release that I go back and like spin the most. Um, mm -hmm. But like I have a, a deep appreciation for everything else like that they continue to do um because yeah it does always push the envelope and like they just continue to be a band that puts on for hardcore right like they're you know like showcasing younger bands and it's kind of a lot of parallels like you know here like our hometown heroes are every time i die and like you know if you're like just getting into hardcore like right now and like you're listening to like their current material like you could maybe like argue that like they're not a hardcore band um but like for me they always will be because in high school like i would go see them play small venues and like they're at that point now where like sure like they'll pop on like an occasional tour like supporting like a huge act like they, they, they were out with like coheed i think pre-pandemic but like 90 percent of the time like they're doing headline runs and like every band on the bill like beneath them is like a hardcore band and i think like they've launched so many bands like you know they, they put on code orange i i'm pretty sure that they were like one of the first bands to really like get turnstile out to a wider audience as well and like you know just to like shout out every time i die real quick like those dudes will tour like 10 months out of the year get home and like the next day there'll be like a vfw hardcore show and like you'll see andy williams there like just like supporting the scene and like to be doing it that long and to like still have such an intense uh like passion and like still be going to shows like that shit is so sick yeah it, it takes real dedication because you could easily uh especially at that level uh with so many accomplishments just want to hang it up and not really do more than you have to if that makes sense but the fact that they do uh, says a lot about them totally and Alexi, you were just i mean you were saying like you know they were like that wasn't like they were important like gateway band for you like getting into hardcore yeah and like they still like will just do like random small shows like they just did one at rec room like two weeks ago and on the spot like we're like tickets are on sale like the monday before and i was able to go and it was sick. Like, it was just them playing. And there were so many people there just for them. And it's just like, they're just a really cool band for Buffalo. And I'm curious about uh, you, Lexi, your friend that, uh, you know, 
uh, we gave you this list of bands to check out. Are, are you still that sponge wanting to, you know, uh, kind of explore your taste and learn about more bands? Because I'm sure, obviously, like, you know, with the uh, you know circle you have around you, uh, you probably are finding about, you know, more bands through them. But uh, are you still using that one friend as a source? Um, I feel like, yes, when it comes to hardcore, because she's just been in the scene for so long. And like we have a show coming up with gag and mm-hmm. um I, have you ever heard of them she goes yeah i really like them i was like okay cool and then like i probably will like them too and like i've listened to them and they're really sick so like i'm really excited to play with them but she's always like someone who i go to for hardcore okay that, that that's awesome and so it's good to have a friend like that because uh it's, it's hard to know about everything even myself right i'm i'm here doing the podcast uh, you know, multiple times a week, but there's still bands that uh, miss my radar. So I have no uh, problem asking friends, reaching out to friends. Like, um, if I feel like I'm, uh, uh, you know, with a shortage of new bands to listen to, or maybe I missed out on some stuff, I'll, I'll reach out to, to some people and be like, Hey, like, what should I be listening to? Like, you know, am I missing out on anything just because I, I'm so curious? Cause I'm such a, I, I'm still such a fan of the genre and, uh, I, I don't think it's ever going to get tired to me. Yeah. And like this past year, I feel like I've gone through like a music drought where I just like stepped away from the scene and was just like listening strictly to k-pop and i was like i really need to get back into like hardcore and like pop punk music real bad so like i think the first the citizen record that came out earlier in the year that was like the first record in like a while that like made me like start listening to like pop punk and like emo and hardcore again and then the newest dare record really got me back into it too those are some great bands. I, I, I love Citizen. I, I feel like they're, they're one of those bands that are just so interesting. And w- but when it comes to like music, they, they're just uh, so talented. And I, I, I don't think they could do no wrong. And even with uh, like, you know, them uh, switching their sounds and just trying new stuff, I just feel like they're just brilliant. So I, I, that, that band's really special. And also shout out Dare. The, those are the, the homies, uh, the pride of Orange County Hardcore. I'm, I'm seeing them uh, Thursday, the Chain Reaction. Love those guys. I'm excited to play with them. <laughs> Yo, that is insane. Uh, I, I know we're, I know we're skipping ahead, but when uh, I you know obviously was uh, I brought it up to you guys. I was like so bummed because obviously I wanted to make sure because I I never really you know reached out to try to you know help anybody get on a show. So I was just like, all right, let me make sure this end is good, right? So I was talking to the to my friend TK. And just wanted to see if it was a possibility right and then if it was good on there and then i was gonna you know see if you guys could do it and i don't know i'm just trying to i've never booked a band or booked a show successfully so uh when it seemed like it was just wasn't gonna work out i was like i was actually pretty bummed because i felt like and i still feel like that uh space fits perfectly on that bill right and there's not a lot of bands and uh just I feel like it was just a good fit. So like when I woke up to your message, Johnny, uh, letting me know that you guys got on the, the, the gig out there in Wilkes-Barre, I was just so happy for you guys. Yeah, it, it's funny. Yes, you put it on my radar. I was honestly like when I saw that tour getting announced, like I was planning on just just like putting it out there, just, you know, just like trying to reach out to some promoters and just see because it's like a two band bills or a two band tour. So mm-hmm. like I know there's definitely going to be some support slots and like 
I know like, you know, Ronnie, uh, you know, from my other band, Final Declaration and Standalone, like he has like a, like pretty close ties, like, you know, with like the whole scene, like out in Wilkes-Barre there. Um, but like, I, I really like, for whatever reason, just like didn't really know anybody that well out there. Um, and I, it's, it's funny. I was like going so back and forth. I was like, oh, I don't want to be like annoying. <laughs> like, and, but I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw a Hail Mary and just like send a message and just be like, I, I literally just said, I was like, yo, like we really love Dare. Like we are just trying to get this band out as much as possible like like you know we don't care like we'll open like we'll invest like our own resources into getting there like you know what like whatever and uh they were with it so like shout out looks bar like just like for being like one like just an incredible scene that's like pumping out cool bands doing cool shows and like you know like i i, I feel like i've definitely seen it in recent years like there's there's been like other legendary scenes that are like kind of difficult to like infiltrate and like get put on and i feel like wilkes Fair, like from what i've seen it's like a spot that is like willing to give like new bands opportunities and then like i feel like once you get the cosign from them like other cities maybe start to take notice um so again shout out to them giving us a shot on that and like we're definitely not taking it for granted and we're gonna hopefully try to deliver a great set 100 percent. and i feel like sometimes and maybe you uh, i got I don't think you're being annoying, but I can get how you can maybe like, you know, feel that way because I get the same way when I uh, book the podcast. It, it, it happens sometimes. But uh, but you got to take those opportunities, right? Because uh, I, I don't see anybody else on the bill. Right. That wasn't um, you know booked because it was just dare life's question and off the tracks. And I just felt like looking at that flyer, I'm like, that's three bands. There could easily be two, two more bands on that bill if, if they wanted. And uh, as far as I know, nobody else tried to get on it. Uh, and if they did, uh, you know, uh, who knows what happened, but I feel like you, sometimes you just got to take that initiative, especially when you're a, a, a newer band, uh, maybe not on people's radar. Uh, sometimes you got to just, you know, uh, take these opportunities and, you know, put yourself out there. And I, I'm, I'm happy that it was able to work out because, uh, you, th you think about it, right. I dare life's question to, uh, you know, hot bands right now, like a lot of people love those bands. And uh, to get in front of an audience that's, uh, you know, going to, uh, you know, be there for the, the the touring bands. Right. Cool. Like I can go try to get new people interested, especially in a new market for you guys, because you guys haven't played there yet. So I, I think it's just like a, a really good thing that it's going to happen. No, 100 percent. Yeah. Like we love both those bands, like definitely two, of, in my opinion, of the more exciting bands, you know, coming out in hardcore. So, yeah, like done. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like we would have we would have driven to you know, Florida, like to play that show, like if we had to, like, yeah, we're there. Yeah. And th that, that dedication, right. I, I I'm thinking back to a, a message you had sent me uh, and I, I don't know how serious you were about it, but, um, you were like, yeah, like, um, we're willing to drive 12 hours in any direction to play a show. I'm just like, wow, that's, that's real dedication. That's a long drive. Um, I, and that's if you, you know, obviously I had to travel the actual 12 hours, obviously Wilkes-Barre is not that, that far, but just to, to put that out there, I, I think it's, it's, it's awesome. And uh, not a lot of people are, are, are willing to, to do that just to get out there and, and put in that kind of work. That's what it is. You know, I mean, so like I'm in my early thirties. Lex is a little bit younger than me. I've been playing bands for a really long time. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I felt like it was like a little bit easier. You know, I had like more friends that were like involved in the scene and now like a bunch of these losers are like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, just being grown ups and like whatever, like moving on to other shit. And like, I just can't, like, it's just like the coolest thing that I've ever known. And like, I, 
just like the rush I've gotten from playing in hardcore and the friendships I've made, like, you know, will be perpetually it. And, you know, just like an opportunity to contribute in any way I can is like just really what like is, is, is driving me right now. And like this band in particular, like for whatever reason, just like since we started, like the feedback has, has just been like really phenomenal. And it's just like lit even like a bigger fire. Um, and like, just like the excitement that like Lexi's shown and like the other band members, like, we're just like, we're just geek, like, like every little thing, you know, like uh, a band we look up to like shares, you know, our record on Instagram and like, we're lighting up the group chat, like, holy shit, did you see this? Like, you know, like we, you know, just like even just small achievements, like just like within a, for like the first couple of weeks, like we had like, you know, 6,000 streams, like on the demo, um, you know, which, yeah. It's like a, a pretty like good number for like a new band and um again like you know we, we just love the genre like we love playing and just like to be able to be a participant like in addition to like isn't observing you know like going to shows but also being able to participate is like just the sickest shit ever so uh, you, you briefly mentioned earlier that uh uh, Lexi was getting tattooed and you mentioned, oh, like we, we should start a band. Like when did like the gears actually start turning, right? Like when did you uh, talk to the other members and when did you guys like start the actual writing process for the demo? And like how long did that take from like the the start to when the demo got released? Uh, you want to break that down, Lexi? Um, well, it was probably, it was definitely after the Have Heart show. Cause I remember talking to you about that and I was like, dude, like, I really want to get more into hardcore. And that's when you were like, well, why don't you start a band? And I was like, whoa, that's like a, that's a big thing to start. So I like, and then like, I got tattooed by you like another time after that. And you're like, no, like you should literally do it. And then next thing you know, like you and Dan were like, just starting to write things and like getting together and like laying down the instrumentals. And then we got like, joe and john involved and i was like oh my god this is actually happening and that was like pre-quarantine so we didn't really get things together like we started writing more songs in the summer of 2020 and we got together yeah. a few during like um the summer then and then we didn't really get lyrics done until this year so like probably like january february because that's when we started to hit the studio so all together it was like a year and a half. Damn. Yeah, it was I'm like a time yeah. if COVID. Yeah, but that's the thing, you know, we like we started it like pretty much right as like pandemic was coming to be a thing. So like we like we cranked out like the first couple songs like pretty quickly, like within like like a few dates. Um and then like I don't know, you know, it's just like, I, I feel like everybody like in the beginning just like kind of didn't know how to act, you know, it's like, can we get together with like our small group of friends? Like, is that irresponsible? Like, you know, like what, like what is the deal? So like, we really like, we really iced it um, for like quite a while. And like, I was like definitely working on riffs like in the meantime. Um, but yeah, like we didn't really pick it up until um, just, you know, it was like, okay, it was, it was really like, we finished the demo, like, you know, there was like that controversial mad ball show and like, I'm like, shit, like this is like, this may be ill-timed and potentially premature, but like, this is perhaps a sign that like, okay, like it's coming back and we should kick this back into high gear. Um, and that's kind of what we did and just like started like really like trying to write and focusing on the demo and like, you know, it, it came together like in the studio fairly quickly. 
That's awesome. Because now I'm thinking back, okay, the have heart shows happen. What am I doing with my life? Because it's just crazy to, to to know and kind of piece these things together, right? Because obviously, like I I live my own life. I don't really know what, what else is going on in the rest of the world, like um like that I'm not aware of. So knowing that all this stuff is like kind of cooking over like a year and a half, and to to hear how it, it you know came together is like super cool for for me to to know the story because I'm such a fan of the band. Um, but I'm I'm curious uh, for you, Lexi. Have have you ever? Uh, uh, sang in a band before and were was there any pressure since you had to um, uh, you know be the front person for a hardcore band um i have never been in a band so this is like my first band ever in high school i did like chorus and like musicals and stuff like that mm -hmm. so like i've done like singing in front of people so like being in front of people like doing performing was not like super scary and i kept telling myself like before our first show and i'm like if I mess up, like, and, like, my voice cracks, like, that's how it's supposed to sound, so it's okay. Um, so I felt like there was a lot less pressure than maybe there should have been for myself. I don't know. I, like, don't, I can't even remember what the first set was like. I feel like I blacked out during it just because, like, I was, like, so much was happening. But all I can remember is afterwards I was like, wow, that was fun, and, like, I can't wait until we do this again. Oh yeah, and uh, well, if you can remember, Donnie, well, what was that first set like for you? I mean, that's what like yeah, like Lexi is like such a unique person in that regards because like I I started my first band when I was thirteen, so like I'm I'm literally like closing in on like two decades of playing in bands, and like I still like just get like horrific anxiety like before like we're gonna play or like like even to like, get in the vocal booth um and like i am constantly asking lexi i'm like hey are you nervous like, not really <laughs> um and like it's so sick and like i honestly like that was when we first started like thinking of this idea i was like that's such a unique quality and i feel like that is the quality that like a front person like really should have like in any group because you know I, in my opinion like I i've seen like a lot of great bands come and go like in my local scene and like nationally but like you know i do think like some of these like central figures like these front people i mean like you know yeah like we talked about like what justice has been able to do like you know with his projects and like you know you got like um like ace from richmond like anytime he's like putting something out like i'm like okay i gotta like i gotta check this out it's gonna be sick like i feel like just like putting that unique figure like in in front of like just like well-written songs like that is that is the magic that like you can't recreate and um like i said like i i really felt like the second like lexi got in the vocal booth the first day i was like, whoa this is sick this is really sick uh we gotta we gotta really go for this hell yeah and uh, when the demo was finished were you guys like uh you know uh, like happy with it or is there anything uh, you guys wanted to do more because i i think four songs is, is perfect for a demo uh, you know it's not too much not too little but uh, when you guys like you know walked away, were you guys? Did you guys know you had something special, or were you guys just kind of leaving it up to to the people who are going to listen to the album? I think we all kind of were really proud of it. Um, I think we were all just really excited to finally get it out there. I know, like for myself, because like I would listen to it as much as I could, and I was like, I just can't wait till this is on Spotify, so I don't have to click it like a link just to get to it mm -hmm. just so that way it's easily so that way i can like listen to it over and over again and i will say i do listen to the demo like i genuinely like listening to it 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I listen to it uh, sometimes, too. You know, like, I, I think, like, just, like, sort of the way it came together, like, is pretty unique. Um, like, everybody, like, in the band, like, is from, like, a little bit of, like, a different musical background. Like, I'm, like, maybe, like, the like the hardcore statesman of the band. So, like, I wrote, um, like, the riffs and, like, uh, like, my main influences were, like, I loved, like, Righteous Jams when I was younger and, like, Rival Mob and, like, that, like, Boston style. Um, so, like, that was like definitely maybe like my main influence like when i was putting it together and like just kind of like having a rough idea of like what lexi's vocal style was going to be like i like knew it would be like a sound that would be conducive to like you know what was happening vocally um but so like i wrote like just kind of like pretty basic like meat and potatoes like rhythm guitar riffs and then um like dan our drummer who like primarily plays like guitar and sings in his other bands uh like he's in like a lot of like kind of more like melodic uh like punk stuff um he like just immediately came in and like without having a ton of experience on drums was like rock solid like put everything down like within a couple takes and like just kind of knew like what was right for the parts and i think like even like some of the like the drum fills like in the transitions like just give it like such a unique bounce um so i thought that really elevated it and like same with like there's like a lot of like kind of bass solo sections uh like where it's just like a lot of drum bass and vocals um and like our our bass player john like has like a little bit of like he has like definitely more music theory knowledge than me so he threw in like i don't know just like kind of like some like rock scale like little licks or whatever that like jazzed it up and then i think like really the icing on the cake was um joe our guitar player is like such a pedal whiz like he just like is like always kind of like experimenting like just like making bedroom demos like just cranking like different reverbs like and like phasers and like all these kind of crazy sounds and like and he shreds like so you know like i think in addition to those boston bands like probably the other biggest influence for me at least was like suicidal tendencies and like you know i was sending him just like old suicidal stuff and like showing him like just like how like kind of the shred like worked into the sound and like he just picked it up immediately and like just took it in like a different direction and i think like being influenced by hardcore but having like a different perspective like when writing the lead like really kind of just made it different than like something like that i had really heard before yeah and is it weird for you uh, donnie to play like more like a like faster uh, more punk band since you're like you know coming from the like more like the the, the metalcore side sure uh yeah definitely in a way uh you know i really love both so like i think that's like maybe like why it works like being in two projects for me right now is because mm. like i am able to sort of scratch both itches okay. um you know I, I had this like not to like move back to every time i die but like they are just like so important and like andy you know their guitar player has been like a bit of a mentor to me like just like the last however many years like in the scene just like you know putting me on the bands and like just like answering you know annoying questions about guitar gear and like, guitar playing in general and we had this conversation um w like a while ago and he said to me he's like dude if you are going to start a heavy band or a hardcore band and you're going to hit me and say hey it sounds like this uh just don't even bother you know like and like i think like you see like you know like with gulch vein 
turnstile like those bands are like really like etching their own path like in hardcore mm-hmm. um so you know like with this project that was like one thing that i really tried to set out to do like it's like very comfortably like a hardcore band and it has like some conventions of the genre but like you know one just like having a different perspective like on vocals and like just like i said like some of the effects and like weird leads that go into it like i'm really trying to make it a band you know not quite like anything anyone's ever heard and like that's like one of our main goals i think you guys have done a good job with that because as many times as i've tried uh, to, to sell you uh, you guys to, to, to people, right. To, to my friends or, or I'm, you know, people who I think should be aware of your band. I always get that question. Oh, like who do they sound like? And sometimes it, it can be disrespectful, right? If, if you like compare like one band to another and especially if, um, uh, what you hear doesn't make sense to somebody you're trying to sell it on. Right. Cause obviously like we all hear things different. Um, right. so I, and I, it's hard for me too. like when I think about space, I'm like, I, I can't really put my finger on who would be a good comparison to just because um, you guys do have an interesting sound. So I just don't even try. I, I tell people I'm like, yo, just just go listen to them uh, on Spotify, uh, now Bandcamp uh, or Apple Music or wherever. And just uh, just check it out. Just trust me like this band is, is good. And uh as far as I know, everybody that I've told to check you guys out have been like pleasantly surprised, like, you know, just like happy with the suggestion. So I, I, I'm, you know, I, I commend you guys on, uh, you know, being able to kind of stick out when it comes to, you know, this type of music, because you can't easily fall into any subgenre or, you know, easily be like, oh, they sound just like this band. Cool. Right. And then you'll probably get tucked away. But I feel like you guys, um, you know, however you guys are doing it, I, I feel like you guys are doing it right so far. Well, thank you. You know, yeah, like it's definitely been organic. You know, like we just like we're like, all right, like we like, what are we into that is like outside of hardcore, and like you know, how can we put that in to this, but still like ride for the scene and like be authentic about it. You know, and that's like mm-hmm. what's interesting. Obviously, Lexi was saying like, you know, like her influences are are all over the map. You know, like yeah, like big k-pop fan like which i know nothing about you guys can maybe talk about that uh, but, that's coming don't that worry like don't worry yeah not that's... that i don't like it um but um but like but, but yeah so like, like that, that's that's the thing like and, and like you said like you know like we're definitely like inspired by like what turnstile's been able to do just like pulling in you know different influences and like i think that is like an area like when we have an opportunity to like do like a larger project you know like just with like our guitar player joe like being such a pedal head and creating like such unique sounds like we want to maybe do like some experimental like stuff like on like the interlude front but like still like be just kind of gnarly hard-hitting like punk rock influence hardcore forever yeah and uh, I, I want to go back to like the first time I, I listened to the demo uh, and like I had seen the logo, right? Cause you, you guys uh, had had that uh, sub posted before the demo came out, if I remember correctly, cause I vaguely remember going through um, it. It was either Twitter or Instagram and I had seen the, the cover art and I had assumed that it was already out. Right. So I, I was just like, you know, right, cool. I'm new band. I was like, maybe I'll get to it eventually. But uh, Donnie, when you reached out to me that morning, I I, I thank you because it kind of like changed like this whole like, you know, course of my idea of your band, because who knows when I would have 
actually sat down to listen to the demo because like i said at that point i thought it had already been out so when you uh, brought it up to me i was like surprised i'm like oh this is uh something that i thought was already out but cool like i'll i'll check it out because i obviously i'm a fan of uh you know final declaration uh, i think that's a great band and and if a friend um uh you know somebody who i, I respect reaches out and is like hey like can you check this out like i'm gonna give it that time so I, I remember I, I listened to it once because like I was like getting ready, right? Because I, I had a friend from out of state in town, so I was uh, gonna have to drive a couple hours to, to go uh, hang out with him. So I was like, all right, like let me listen to this before I leave the house, uh, just to you know give it the the proper listen. And I uh, you know, got through it; it was fine. And then get my car, and I'm driving, and like you know, Bluetooth uh, automatically connects to my car, and I just you know whatever last was playing, we'll just like you know kind of pick up where it left off. And then like next thing I know, I'm like two hours into this drive and like the demo was still playing and I'm like listening to it and I'm trying not to be biased. Right. Because obviously, like, like um, we've talked, uh, you know, so I, I know who you are and I'm like and I was just trying to it's hard sometimes. Right. Like I, I always try to be uh, like non biased when it comes to the music. I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to want to like show fake support just because I'm friends with somebody. Right. So sure. so I, I'm sitting here, like I'm driving in my car, sitting in my car and I'm just like, wow. It's really been like this long and this demo is still on repeat. This is actually good music, right? I, I started like, you know, kind of tripping out because I'm just like, I haven't done this in a while. Like listening to like a, a new band's demo for this long, just trying to like dissect like every part of it and trying to figure out why I actually like it. And I remember I, I had messaged you. I was just like, yo, this is, I think you guys have something here. And I, I still mean it to this day, right? Because like, uh, and even to this day, I'm still telling people about your band. Like, hey, like, have you listened to this band yet? Like I'm sending links out to, to everybody. And uh, and it's to the point where people think that I'm in your band. Like I've got messages. Like when I posted the the Wilkes Bear fire, people messaged me like, "Oh, like is your band finally coming out here?" And I'm like, "I'm not in that band. Like these are just friends that I think people should support." So so it, it, it's crazy. But yeah, like that day was crazy because I, I listened to like seriously that whole ride. It was like two hours away that, that I drove and I, I had that demo on repeat and uh, it was like super cool. And and that's why I I, I wanted to have you guys on like right away because I'm just like this band has a lot of potential and I, I want to like see you guys like you know reach it right well thank yeah thanks i mean yeah i don't know Lexi, if you want to respond to that like it's crazy I mean, to hear that thank you like a thousand of our streams um <laughs> oh that's just like really sick like it's been weird because obviously this is my first band so like mm -hmm. i've never released something and like never had like gotten the feedback from people so when we initially released it i was like all my friends were posting about it and i was like oh that's cool like all my friends are supporting me i love that and then like throughout the day it just like got more and more like more people were noticing it and i was like i don't know if this is a lot or not and then i think donnie was the one who was like dude like we're getting a lot of like recognition on this this is kind of crazy and i was like okay I, it isn't just me that me like, i can't tell yeah, you know, Jamie. Uh, I mean, uh, I think it it would be we'd be wrong to not know, you know, your influence in that regards. And like I, I've said it to you before, you know, like definitely one of the first people to catch on to the project. And you know, now uh, you know more and more people are kind of hopping on to it each week. And I'm just like not taking that for granted because you know, like I have definitely experienced like 
I don't want to say like doors slammed in my face, you know, mm-hmm. but like I did maybe have like a bit of a chip on my shoulder a little bit. Like I've been playing in bands for a long time and like I've been like actively going to, to as many shows as possible in my city, regional shows, fest, you know, whatever. And like just, you know, trying to participate and like I'll never be like a hater about it, like and feel like it's this like exclusionary thing. But like sometimes like, you know, you do see like, OK, like you know, bands uh, made up of like the same kind of clique of people, you know, from like some of the epicenters of hardcore, uh, you know, just like immediately getting put on like over and over again. And it's just like, man, like, how do I, how do I break in like to this clique and like get people to notice my band? But, you know, I think like ultimately what you said, like maybe it comes down to the music and, uh, you know, I think like maybe being too heavily influenced by like other bands like that are happening like in that moment is something that's been a problem for me. Um, so, yeah, just like just trying to kind of be creative and do something different. But like it, it's just been like really self-affirming and like just really exciting just to hear people excited about the band. And, you know, we're just excited to like write more music and like just yeah, play as many shows as possible and just like be a part of hardcore 100 percent. and you, you you mentioned that that click thing and it, it's uh, so obvious right uh, you know if you look at the landscape of hardcore sometimes that that does happen right well people will not um want to accept a band or even help promote a band um, even if they're good just because they're not part of like that social circle or maybe they're just like you know haters and don't want to see other people succeed because that stuff still exists to this day but honestly i i feel like um if you um, you know you guys uh keep doing what you're doing especially in your area right because I, I i look at the bands popping up like you know uh in your area and not even just buffalo but even like syracuse like what you guys all have going on up there i, I think it's uh, pretty special uh and there's you know newer bands popping up like i'm a huge fan of like obviously i, I mentioned final declaration uh but but even uh, you know standalone from syracuse i i think those kids are, are killing it with that sound but i, I feel like if you uh, you know, won't get accepted by like these like weird social clicks, whatever. That's that's totally fine. But it, you just kind of have to create your own like bubble and uh, kind of uh, just be uh, successful in your own area and can't be denied there. And it's it's going to you know eventually uh, spider web out and people are going to start noticing like, hey, like we just played Buffalo. There's these like crazy bands, a uh, cool scene. And eventually uh, people won't be able to keep you out because I I I've struggled with that when I first started the podcast, right? Like here we are, we're like 200 and like, you know, 70, whatever episodes in, uh, you know, and that's counting all like the MMA ones and everything. But what, when I first started, there was, you know, people who like didn't want to, uh, didn't want to do it because obviously it, uh, wasn't like a, a, a thing yet. Right. Nobody knew really knew about it. So th- there were so many people who just didn't want to fuck with what, what I was doing because it was just so strange to them. Like, Oh, what's a podcast? Like what's this guy want to talk to me for, <laughs> for a couple hours or people, even people thought I, I was trying to do like gotcha media, right? Like people thought I had some like ulterior motives, but it's like time and time again, I had to like explain to people I'm like, no, I'm trying to have you on because I'm a fan of what you're doing or I think you're interesting. And I think other people would like to hear what you have to say. And like there was, and even to this day, there's um, uh, certain people, they know who they are that don't want to support, which is totally fine. So I, I just kind of realized that, okay, I can't stop what I'm doing just because like a certain click doesn't want to fuck with what I'm doing. Cause there's so many other hardcore kids, so many other good bands that, uh, you know, can understand what I'm trying to do and want to talk to me and want to help each other grow. Right. Cause it, cause it's not about me, even though the podcast is named after me, whatever. 
uh, and that's taken solely from Joe Rogan, right? I, I always tell people that I, I model this podcast that I do after Joe Rogan, Ariel Hawani, Fighter and the Kids. So it's just like, I'm, I'm just following uh, you know, the people that I look up to and uh, they've been successful with it. So I'm like, I figure I can be too, but it's just like, yeah, there, there's so many other people that will want to fuck with what you're doing. So like, don't ever let like, you know, that get you guys down if it ever has, or maybe in the future, if it does just remember that there are so many people that support you guys and want to see you guys succeed. And it'll eventually happen. If you guys just continue to uh, keep doing what you're doing, you know, writing the type of music that you guys are, I, I have no doubt that you guys can make it in like the hardcore scene. If that makes sense. It makes sense. Totally. And that's like super affirming, man, uh, to hear that. So I appreciate that. And I, I certainly respect like, yeah, your perseverance, like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a ton of episodes and like, you know, what you've been able to achieve and what you're doing right now is super sick. Uh, you know, like I've been, I've been leading up to this, uh, catching up on like a lot of the recent episodes and, um, you know, you've had so many killer, killer bands on it recently, uh, which is really awesome. And I'm sure like, yeah, like every month and you're like, hopefully you're noticing more and more recognition for what you're doing um and just like the format of the show is really cool like the acts that you select are really cool as well like there's a few there's like a couple podcasts that are like coming out of like our area and it's cool um you know but they're kind of not, not to like be too critical and like throw shade but like they're from people who are like supposedly like members of my scene who like i haven't seen at a show in a very long time um so like it, it's like a little bit problematic and like all they're talking about is like collecting vinyl and like you know buying merch online or like shows that happen and like old bands and that kind of loops back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode of just sort of that that balance like you know like it, it's cool to to love like that and like have maybe a special place in your heart for like an era that you feel like was yours but like if you feel like that has completely gone past and you can't create that again and like there's nothing for you in current hardcore then like maybe it's not for you anymore, you know? And like, and that sucks. Cause obviously you want as many people to feel empowered by this music and participate. And that's like how the scene, you know, is healthiest. Like I'm always trying to build bridges into the scene rather than fucking like gatekeeping is like one of my biggest like pet peeves as well. Um, but like, I don't know, that shit like does kind of bum me out. Just like some of the old heads having like such a condescending attitude about anything that's happening right now. And like, you see it on like the no echo boards, like all the time, like, and it's like, it's clickbait and like, I can't, can't help but like you know like that's like I, honestly the only thing i have like a ghost facebook page i don't really facebook but i have like an account so i can like you know read the the nonsense on no echo and it's like You're crazy. entertaining <laughs> but it but it makes me like irate at the same time yeah i i, I always like to think of um uh, for people who get jaded uh and like kind of gets I, I feel like they're stuck right because if they had loved hardcore at one point and were like super active in the scene but then they feel like you know their generation has uh, you know come and gone I, I always like to look to uh like axe to grind right you think about all those dudes um you know older have been around for a long time have done a lot for the scene and are still doing a lot for the scene right um just like a lot of stuff like behind the scenes like out like outside of axe to grind but when, right. when I when I look at that podcast, I'm like, I I don't want to direct those dudes like you know like jaded people to like axe to grind. I'm like, just just go listen to their podcast. They they can inspire you because they, they do. Uh, I feel like they do a really good job of uh, you know covering uh, like hardcore right from their perspective because they still do put on for for a lot of bands. And I know like behind the scenes they they work with like a lot of like uh, you know current bands. So it, it's just like those guys to me are like 
older guys who uh, you know never got jaded who are still able to to keep it together and still contribute to the scene and it's uh just for me a great example that i would love to show to people who get jaded and think that like hardcore has you know uh, gone dry or hardcore is not what it used to be it's just like no like hardcore is has been the same uh for forever uh you just stop i i always feel like people just stop kind of looking because for for whatever era of hardcore you you fell in love with youth crew the beat down whatever there's there's always bands uh doing the, those sounds you just have to go out and find it yeah, you're, you're totally right. And then, you know, I, I just I wanted to like, you know, like one more point kind of like back to what we were talking about and just like some of the clickiness and hardcore, you know, like some some of my friends like that are like a little bit older, like just may have like never like had like the taste for like not loose, you know, it was like kind of like heavier, like a little bit like on like the metal end of the spectrum. But like I always like appreciated that band because I remember like seeing them on like a lot of flyers like just like diy touring like crazy and like just like kind of jumping on like anything that they could and like i felt like until like they really like put like their whole scene like on the map like from doing that like i, I don't remember seeing like a lot of like you know kind of like hardcore cool guys or like anybody like putting on for that band or like co-signing them you know like they literally just like created a movement with the kids and it got so big and like you know what they've obviously been able to do like for their whole scene and like participating in like other bands now and like you know getting people like young and old from their scene like involved like is like super inspiring to me and um like that's along the lines of just like never trying to be jaded and like trying to empower as many people to participate in this thing as possible like i just love what they've done there yeah uh, they're another prime example right uh when I talk about like top three biggest hardcore bands, I always say like right now it's uh, you know Turnstile, Knock Loose, and Code Orange, and uh, Knock Loose could have easily uh, just been influenced by the the scene like talking shit on them, uh, trying to put them down, but they they just didn't let it get to them. Right? They were they made it so that they're undeniable. They put they're seeing louisville on the map um obviously they have a, louisville has a great history of, of hardcore but i just felt like they never really got the respect that they deserved but knock loose just became one of those bands like okay cool like uh so many people want to talk shit but we're doing this for us and for louisville and we're not going to stop and and look where it got them right they're able to to uh, tour constantly, uh, you know, kind of gather their own fans and uh, make it so that their name, you know, will be heard by everybody. And it's like so much respect to, to those guys. It, it, like, you know, that band may not be for everybody, may not be for everybody, but you can't, uh, you know, take away their credentials and what they've done for uh, not not just Louisville hardcore, but for hardcore in general, because they've you know risen to the top, have, uh, you know, changed the game for a lot of people and probably brought on like a lot of new hardcore kids, which I think is like one of the most important things is uh, getting new kids into the scene, because like I've always said, like hardcore is not guaranteed. Yeah. They were also for me to like get into hardcore and like to this day, they bring on so many small bands onto their tours and like allow these newer, like young kids, like to discover these smaller bands. Yeah. And, and they could easily not do that. Right. They're on a big label. They're a bigger band. They could uh, choose to play with bigger acts. Right. But they choose to take their friends like karma on tour. Shout out Chicago hardcore. It's like, it, like, as much hate as they get it's like people i, I don't get why people uh you know don't want to like accept them like you know all, all, all the cool kids or people who think they're too cool for knock loose it, it just doesn't make sense to me because i feel like they're doing everything right 
and, and the yeah. fact that they still care about their roots, still care about their friends that are on the come up and still want to show that kind of love. It, it, it just shows that those guys are like, you know, real hardcore kids, even though people like give them a lot of hate. Like Year of the Knife. Like I remember seeing them for the first time on Knock Loose's for like first headlining tour. Mm-hmm. And they've come such a long way since then. Like they've definitely made a name for themselves now because of that. Yeah. Shout out Year of the Knife. Shout out Tyler Mullen great band another great band yeah it's interesting you know you bring up code orange uh you know like i I was introduced to that band in like a weird way like my friend from philly that i had known for a while like he literally texted me at like i think like one in the morning on like a wednesday like you know geez years and years ago now and it's like hey i'm tming this band code orange kids they're kind of weird. Can we stay with you? Um, and they showed up and it, yeah, it was like kind of this bizarre group of characters. And that was like the first time I heard about them and like to see their ascent is crazy. And like, you know, kind of in the same realm as like knock loose, right? Like you'll maybe have like some uh, like, you know, detractors or whatever people that aren't with it anymore. Um, but like, I think it's cool that they've, you know, like, you know, now like whatever they're doing, like all these mainstream metal tours, but like, they're always like a band that I will root for because, you know, it's like, there's like, sort of this stigma and like you know like like i'm certainly never like pursuing like being in a hardcore band is like it's like you know necessarily my career because like you see like even bands that like reach the like most elite levels like you know it's just like maybe not like necessarily like a full-time job but it's just like a a forever passion for me but at any rate to see like a band to kind of like break through like uh i guess like a glass ceiling of hardcore but like still put on for the scene and like ride for it like I'll always think that's cool. And like, you know, it's like, do I wish they would, you know, maybe put out like records like they did in the beginning, like still like, sure. But like, it, it's still dope. You know what I mean? Like it's still dope and it's still creative and it's still like in that ethos. So, you know, shout out Cold Rush as well. Yeah. And, and that's a throwback. I'm sure there's people out there who don't even know that they were code orange kids, you know, back right. in the day. So that's and yeah. that's what honestly all these bands I'm talking about, you know, they they, they loop back to every time I die. Every time I die, I took Code Orange Kids out early. Every time I die, I took Knock Loose out, like on the ascent. Like I'm I'm telling you, like you know, people overlook every time I die because they're just so big and like you know they're so like rock and roll now. But like mm-hmm. you know, shout out my Buffalo homies, shout out Etid. Like those those guys are just doing so much cool shit for hardcore and have forever. So yeah, no, it, it, it's it's cool to 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 hear that pride because I'm I'm out here in Orange county and i uh i i just love to bang that orange county drum right like people like to throw shade and mention huntington beach you know and all their craziness and i and i i, I get it like it's uh kind of weird down there but like that one city doesn't represent our entire county you know there's there's much more to orange county than just huntington beach and uh and even like i always get excited right like you briefly mentioned atreyu and bleeding through like just i'm um, just hearing anybody mention like those older bands who were like a huge influence to me i i always get excited right i like throw down that's like forever like one of my most like favorite just not even like uh like straight edge bands but just hardcore in general just um uh, you know from the the, the keith barney era keith uh, excuse me keith barney era to even to uh, you know the dave switching to to vocals i, I just think that band uh is just awesome like their whole discography and i know people tune out like it, it's a later albums uh which is fine but i i just think that band is uh is, is perfect and i i hope one day that they do more stuff and in, in the future because they, they haven't completely hung it up right like they haven't done shit in like years 
but I used to um, pester Dave on the internet and uh, they've been trying at, at like weird points of time. They've tried to do stuff, but it just didn't really work out in their favor. So I'm hoping at some point the stars can align and, uh, you know, Dave well, and the guys can get together. I love Throwdown. I'm like definitely not too cool for any of that shit. Honestly, I was like a huge fan of, of Vanity by 18 Visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't like, you know, it just it came at a time for me where I was like just kind of discovering heavy. Like I said, like Atreyu honestly was like a huge gateway band for me because like it was just like easy to listen to. It had that melody, but it was still like really hard and like. I knew my parents would hate it, you know, it had like screaming, but like that honestly was like a big part of me, like developing a palette, like for screaming music and yeah, like Haymaker by Throwdown, like will always be like in that conversation of like records that were so important to me. Um, I like, I, I got to see them only like one time, like on the warp tour. And it's like always kind of a weird experience like to see a band that you really like. Um, but like, yeah, that, that makes me stoked to just even talk about Throwdown. They're a band that I sometimes forget about now, but like, I am 100% going to put Haymaker on later today. Hell yeah. No, Throwdown is the reason why I went to my first warp tour when they played, I think it was like 2005 or or yeah, somewhere around there, and there, I think they played like the Ernie Ball truck. So I'll, I'll never forget. Like we were like out in Pomona, and we were on the asphalt, and I was just like so like weirded out. I'm like, oh, they just like open up the side of this truck and turn it into like a weird stage. And I, I remember just seeing uh, just throw down. I was like, this is uh, this is a crazy moment because like I could recognize at that point, right? Like like the actual like hardcore kids versus like the warp tour kids right um yeah, you know, yeah. and, and there is some crossover you know d- don't get me wrong but but it was just uh kind of interesting to see like so many kids being shocked by like dudes throwing spin kicks and like you know people getting face moshed it, it was like a really interesting time but i'm but you know i'm happy i went because like that kind of put me on I'm like okay like this warp tour thing is actually kind of cool so I, I went for uh a couple years after that yeah i'm sure lexi you've been your share of warp tours yeah I remember 2018, that was the last one, Kublai Khan was playing, and I went and watched them, and my one friend was, like, throwing spin kicks, like, punching people, and this dude, like, tackled him to the ground, I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, dude, this is hardcore, like, I don't know what you expect. Yeah. That's, it, like, when you make the mix between, like, hardcore kids and the Warped Tour kids, that's all I could think about. Yeah, it's definitely hard to explain it to people who don't understand, right? Like... Yeah, you know, like all right, like we're gonna mosh, but then people like don't get it until they actually see it, right? Because it, it, mm-hmm. and obviously it looks crazy too. So people are probably like, "What the hell is going on?" This dude's like swinging <laughs> his arms. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely um, it's always interesting times. Um, I yeah, I, I didn't go to the last warp tour. I I went to the year um, like 2017. Yeah, because it ended in 2018. Yeah, I, I went in 2017. I was fortunate enough. Um, I I have a buddy. Uh, he, he's probably gonna hate that I mentioned this, but he uh, he does merch for for the Ghost Inside. So he's like pretty well connected in that world. And we used to work together at this print shop. And I'd always bug him like, yo. Like, like I, I want to do merch for bands because I, I thought it would be like the coolest thing to do. And I quickly found out that it wasn't for me because uh, he, he actually took me up on that offer. So he, he got me uh, some uh, some gigs. And um, and I remember I got asked to go out on tour with a pretty big band one time, but we could not uh, come to terms on um, money because like that was like one thing that like I, I wanted to make sure was right. But it, it was uh, just a pretty interesting discussion. But 
uh, he took me with him to to, to warp tour we, we did merch for this band called a uh, falling in reverse I, i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that band <laughs> yeah and it was it, it was crazy because i i go i had known of the band because like the merch company that um we were uh, working for at the time they did the merch for that band so i was like okay like i know of the band but i didn't really know like what they were about but like when we got to warp tour it was like a crazy setup like we were like right by main stage and we had like a double wide tent and I was just like, this is uh, obviously like way too much room because like we just needed like w- space for one tent. Like we didn't have that much merch for the band, but not realizing like how popular that band is because like f- like for like the first half of the day, like there were so many kids coming up like, hey, like what time is the signing? Because I guess like everybody wanted to meet the singer and like we had to we literally had to put up a sign like like no signing, like go away. And and, and I felt bad, too, because even like uh the because like there, there was really no like you know people directing kids like when they would line up to buy the merch so like w- like we were getting in the way of like the tents next to us and even like while the band was trying to play on main stage like it, it was just like kind of a mess but it, it was really interesting because i obviously it was just me and my buddy uh i probably shouldn't say his name it was just me and my buddy and like uh we're just kind of taking care of business and then um I like we had friends coming and hanging out throughout the day, and I I had a, I, a few bands I wanted to see. Like I I saw Knock Loose because they're playing that year, so I, I went and yeah. snuck away and saw a Knock Loose play. I, I got to see uh, Neck Deep, uh, you know, uh, from the uh, side stage, and I was like, this is this is probably like the only cool thing about working this because like uh, having to deal with a bunch of kids in the hot sun and just selling just tons of merch. It was not that pleasant, but just being able to see just the few bands that I wanted to just made it worth it yeah 2017 was a weird year for warp tour because i only was seeing like bands on the small stage because it was like movements knocked loose trophy eyes boston manor mm-hmm. um just like a bunch of small bands were playing that year and i remember counterparts played that year too um so i saw them and then like microwave played on one of the medium-sized state like stages but like yeah i remember seeing knocked loose and like that was like that was one of my first experiences with like a hardcore band, mm-hmm. like other than I die. And I just remember seeing this dude just like crawl out of the pit, like with blood, just like running down his face. And I was like, Oh my God, this is insane. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Wild. I, I was like, I, we were set up by right, right by main stage. So we basically had to see every main stage band and I had never seen Attila before. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, band is uh, pretty crazy. So I, I saw I, I got to see Attila and just seeing how like dedicated like their fans were and like how loud like everyone was like screaming along to the songs. I was like, this is crazy. Cause I'm, I'm not into that band, but just seeing how dedicated like their fans were I was like, this is this is a whole different world, like, you know, from me. But it was just like pretty interesting to be able to see like some of those bands play. Come on, bro. We, we know you're a we know you're a diehard Attila fan. <laughs> I know. I, I got to hide all the the Attila merch back here so you guys can't see it. That, I, I like. I make such a, a point of like just trying not to be a music elitist, but like I, I've, there's like maybe a couple bands that like just just can't sneak through. I feel like Attila and Amir are just like two that I just like have not not to be shady or whatever, but like those are the two that I just like don't get. Like, and honestly, I think it comes out of the lyrics. Like the lyrics okay. are so absurd. Oh. Yeah, I, I was never into uh, Amir. I, I always looked at them and like the Acacia Strain, and I was just like, how is like the Acacia Strain not as big as Amir, right? Because I felt like they did it and they still do it better, in my opinion. I mean, I know they had their like weird beef or whatever, but yeah, I, I was always just like more of an Acacia Strain fan. 
yeah, if you had to pick one out of that realm, uh, I agree. The Acacia strains seem to be the most authentic. You know, they're uh, just from like upstate like area here. So like, I was actually at like a show in Albany like pretty recently, and like I saw Vince there, like just you know just like supporting bands. I think it, it was a, a No Zodiac show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this like other band that I was like doing some stuff with was playing, and yeah, like I just I was like, oh, that's cool guys still going to shows uh you know after being a big part of the scene for a long time so yeah i'll uh i'll give uh i'll give respect to the acacia strain absolutely they're sick mm-hmm. were you gonna say something lexi about uh, attila oh my god they're just i went through a moment in time where i was listening to them unironically and now it's like what was wrong with me okay but like i would fully go to a show just to people watch just because the people who come out for them it's so much fun to watch them. <laughs> yeah, it, it can get interesting. Sometimes I, I wonder how people because like, obviously, um, I'm I have like bands that I'm like, super into huge fan of. Uh, and people probably think I'm weird for liking these bands. Uh, so I, I, I totally get it. Because I'm, I'm the same way. Like, when I see these people, it's just like, where do you come from? How do you how do you like choose to listen to this when you boot up your Spotify? Yeah. It's interesting. That's what I, I do always try to like, just, you know, listen to music objectively. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've been having this debate. Uh, I'm sure Lexi, you can chime in on this. Like some of my friends, uh, we, we keep having this debate about Machine Gun Kelly's new music. And okay. I'm like, hot take, like I'm coming out and I am 100% for it. I feel like a lot of like the like high school age kids, like, young college age kids were like moving so far away from like punk rock and like guitar driven music mm-hmm. and it's like really put them onto it and now like kids that i know like here from buffalo who have been like doing soundcloud rap and like other shit like that are like hitting me up and be like yo do you know anybody who plays instruments like i want to start like a punk band and like that shit for me is like so exciting you know um but i have like other friends that are just like you know can't get past like whatever like his cringy rap stuff or like just some of like the lyrics like that like make its way into the new stuff that are just like maybe like in that arena of cringe but it's like yo like you just like listen to the music objectively and like let go of the hang-ups like I don't know. I think at least for me, like there's a lot of good shit there. Like I don't know about you, Lexi. I mean, I don't, I'm not as much of a diehard MGK fan as Dan is my boyfriend, but like I can get behind it. Like, I think it's fun. Um, and there's so many like pop punk elitists that just like hate it. And I'm just like, who cares? Like he's been in the scene. Like he has been like, pretty well known in like the pop punk scene forever regardless of whether he used to do rap or not like i remember i went to cleveland warp tour in 2016 he came out on stage with like we the kings and i was like what is going on right now but like he i don't know i think he knows what he's doing i think it's fine and if it's fun who cares yeah i i think i think he kind of realized that his like rap career was kind of like probably plateaued and I, and I'm not mad at the genre switch, uh, cause obviously he's, uh, you know, successful at it. So you can't be mad at him for that. And to be honest, I haven't had a chance to listen to his, uh, his pop punk stuff, which, um, it's kind of funny because I'm like, you know, like a huge pop punk fan. So I'm just like, I'm surprised that I haven't listened to it at this point. But like when, when I think of MGK, like he was um, recently, uh, on, like he was featured on, on this song with, uh, this rapper called the, the kid Leroy. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. He's like super, super famous right now. But um, he, he was on Killer Roy's uh, 
uh, album uh like fuck love uh savage the savage version and like just him on that track i'm like this is like the mgk that i like i think like the way he raps and sings in this song is perfect and i wish he would do more of that but uh yeah i'm, I'm not mad at him for uh you know uh, switching genres and you know just trying to do different stuff because i you can't expect people to stay the same forever right like why would yeah. you want to try to force people to stay in, in these weird boxes for their whole life um if, if they want to you know make change cool um and if they're successful that's fine too um because it's not like um mgk doing pop punk is uh you know making your life any harder that's what i'm saying i feel like if you're if you're trying to get your clout by being a pop punk elitist like come on get out of here get that clout somewhere else <laughs> yeah but okay i am curious because i'm so lost when it comes to to pop punk because i i don't even know who's like the new like good band to listen to i'm so i, I feel like i'm so out of touch when it comes to that because i was so deep in this uh seaway hole right shout out to seaway uh. from from canada I, I think they're such an amazing band but then they came out with that last album which which I thought was okay, not their best stuff. But then outside of that, I've just been kind of lost because like a lot of the bands that I've listened to just kind of stopped doing stuff. And I'm just, I don't really know where to go from here because like I, I used to follow like these weird like pop punk like blog spots, which just kind of become like defunct. And then I, I try to like kind of skip around on Spotify. I just like trying to like just, you know, based off band names that I think are cool or like related artists. And I still have not found anything like current that I think is like good. Have you ever listened to like Pacific? To who? Like Pacific. It's been a long time if I'm being honest. Oh my God. Okay. I feel like you would like them cause early, like early, early on, like not even anything that's on Spotify. Okay. They like were pretty into hardcore and like the singer is actually in a hardcore band called raise. Okay. Um, but they're like one of my favorite pop punk bands ever. And they play with Seaway often. Like Seaway has a holiday show that they do every year, and they announced it. And it's like like Pacific is the main support, and they're just such a good band. I ride heavy for them. Okay, let me pull them up on my Spotify real quick because I will forget, but I will follow them on Spotify right now just so I can remember to check it out. Okay. Yeah, they're super good. Okay. What about I mean, you? Do you like any of the like kind of so yeah I, I refer to it as like the shitty singer pop punk is like my favorite like I, I, I kind of fuck with like that band like Prince Daddy and the Hyena a lot like I've never heard of that band uh, really they're like they're from like upstate here they're definitely getting like some stuff they're kind of polarizing like I really like them I, I like that band Heart Attack Man like quite a bit is cool okay. um like I said like I always gravitate towards like just yeah like bands with unconventional vocalists okay all right yeah like uh i i mentioned a huge fan of seaway but then i i really love bands like uh modern baseball i mm. know they've kind of just gone like away just if i knew the last time that i saw them was going to be it for a long time i probably would have appreciated it a little more right but, i think about that yeah that, that that band's super sick but okay uh prince daddy and the hyena i'm like on their spotify page right now and they're yeah like, they're like in a skate shop, which looks familiar. I'm like, is that? I'm pretty sure that's program that they have this picture in, which is tripping me out. I'm like, how did this these guys play program? And I have never heard of them before. And like, who did they play program with? Now I'm just so curious. They're they're kind of like in that click with like mom jeans. Like you know about mom jeans? I've heard of them, but I've never listened to them. 
Oh dang, yeah. Honestly, like, I don't know. Like, like I don't know if these are like, I don't know if these are like cool bands to like, but they're bands that I like. Huh? Uh, like, Mind Jeans is really dope. Like, okay. if if you like minor baseball, like it's definitely like in that same arena for sure. Um, okay, I would uh, I would definitely check out Mom Jeans and Prince Daddy. I think it may be uh, your thing for sure. Okay, I okay. I, I need a band who sounds like. Have you heard of the band City Lights? <laughs> no am i am i showing my age okay there's this band i'm pretty sure they're from columbus if i remember correctly the singer went on and i'm pretty sure he still plays bass in that band Beartooth. they're they're pretty big oh yeah yeah so uh, the bass player of that band is the singer of this old band called city lights and i thought that that band was perfect they had amazing stage presence they they sounded perfect live they sounded like they sounded just like the record live which you know happens from time to time but these guys were were amazing um so if you're not familiar you should definitely check them out okay another band shout out to the buffalo homies uh super american super american that sounds racist um. no, <laughs> it's funny you say that because okay. it's, it's it is a really dope band okay. and i do and like like they they've been around for like quite some time so it like definitely predated like maybe like a lot of shit that's going on where okay. like it's maybe like a weird time to feel patriotic you okay. know uh, mm-hmm. which like i totally get so it does like sort of cast like a bit of an odd energy on the name but like definitely like a cool band made of cool people that are 100 not racist <laughs> um, <laughs> for sure so, but um, awesome uh, i i love that you guys are um, shouting out like local bands because that's uh pretty awesome totally yeah they're actually also, doing a tour with hot mulligan and i think prince daddy's on that tour okay hot mulligan you want to hear a, a funny hot mulligan story yeah, um, sure. okay so uh, going back to the, the, that merch company that, that I, I used to work for uh we used to print um hot mulligans merch uh right so that's how i i knew about that band and then uh fast forward i i quit the job uh you know i'm doing other stuff but i'm in disneyland right i'm hanging out with my buddy who works at the magic in the magic shop and i see these dudes walk in right uh, tattoos they got their tour lanyards on and i'm like oh these guys are definitely in the band so I just go and uh, you know ask like oh like you know, what band are you guys in and they're like oh like we play in Hot Mulligan and then I tell them the story I'm like I used to print your band's merch like this is crazy and they were super nice and uh, just really just uh, chill cool people so uh, I I've always liked that band and uh, whenever I see them getting out there I always like wish them like you know uh, the best and success because just talking to them on just like a just like especially randomly right because they could have been like who the fuck is this weirdo talking to us but yeah they were just like down to earth and just cool cool people they actually stayed in my house when I lived in Fredonia once and I lived with a bunch of rugby girls because I played rugby in Fredonia. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of them was like, is this a sorority house? And I was like, no, it's a rugby house, though. And he was like, oh, what does that mean? And I was like, we just we play rugby. And he's like, OK. And but they were super nice, super respectable. Mm-hmm. Really cool guys. Hell yeah. Um, I, I just want to ask you about uh, K-pop now since uh, Donnie's uh, getting ready. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious because I, I, I had no idea that you listened to K-pop, Lexi, until I saw that you posted Stacy. And because I, I was just because I was just going through like my Instagram stories. Right. And then I see Stacy and I'm kind of like, what the hell? Who's posting Stacy that I follow? So I stopped and <laughs> saw that it was you. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't know you, uh, you like K-pop, but that was like 
surprising and cool because I sometimes feel like I'm on this weird island by myself where I just listen to K-pop and I try to talk yeah. to my friends about it and they they listen but they just think I'm a weirdo. So seeing yep. that um you posted it, I was like, oh, this is uh, super awesome. So like, how did you get into it? I I'm really curious. So my one friend, uh, she like we started becoming friends like we actually went to see like pacific together mm -hmm. and she was has always been into k-pop so like i remember i was like oh i kind of want to like get more into it like i knew a couple of like groups and like some songs like i listened to bts but like not like crazy yeah. i was actually really a uh, group called day six and they're like a k-pop band almost mm -hmm. like they play instruments and they're super cool yeah so really into them so she started giving me more groups to listen to and so I like only really listened to boy groups for the longest time. And then during quarantine, I got more into K-pop and I started listening to more girl groups. And I like love ITZY. Like NCT is my favorite group. They're a boy group. But mm -hmm. like ITZY is one of my favorite girl groups ever. I think they're so cool. I love Stacey. Um, Everglow is super sick. There's just so many of them. Yeah. It's like become an unhealthy habit. Like my bookshelf is just like, books manga k-pop albums yo okay i i always like to show people like this is like part of my collection like if you like look up here like like if, if you remember i, I sent you that, that picture of all these like yeah. stacy albums but this is like uh this is like the majority of my collection i saw like stuff like floating around my room but uh yeah i i listen to a, a lot of k-pop it's pretty crazy it's fun i just it i just like it and I remember one time I was like listening to it with my sister who like doesn't listen to K-pop. She was like, do you ever get upset that you don't know what they're saying? And I was like, no, because like whenever I listen to hardcore, I don't really know what they're saying either. So it's kind of the same. True. And for me, <laughs> like when I listen to like these K-pop albums, especially like the groups that I'm like super into, uh, I'll actually go out and like, uh, you know, put on the subtitles or even go like search like the translations for the lyrics and then like <laughs> find the meanings. And then sometimes like, you know, groups like twice, they'll come out with like English versions of yeah. their, their singles. So it's like, okay, cool. Now I know what they're saying. Um, but it's super cool. Uh, and today I, I'm not sure if you're aware, Stacy dropped their new album. Oh, I've been waiting for it. I like, didn't know that they had a comeback going on. And then I kept seeing like their one song all over TikTok, And I was like, oh my God, I did not know that they had a comeback, but I couldn't, I never like dove deep enough into figuring out when it was. So. No. I gotta listen to that. Yeah, it, it's uh, super awesome. I uh, am like super happy to hear like them just kind of continue to grow because like I feel like with like uh, their first uh, you know single uh, so bad like th that was like you know that's like their like debut with like their their teen yeah. fresh style, and then when they came back with ASAP, um, it was like kind of like a little like more evolved of like uh, the, the so bad sound. But I feel like uh, with this new uh, single stereotype, it, it's like a little more mature. Uh, not yeah. not as poppy, but still really good. Like like uh, uh, like that group of girls. Like they're all like really talented. So it, it's really cool to see that them just growing as a group. Yeah, I'm like I can't wait till it's safe for like K-pop groups to come back to like the states and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I really like Monster X, and they have a tour that's supposed to happen in February. Yeah, and. They've even mentioned, like, it's probably not going to happen. Like, I know I don't think the vaccine rate is, like, super good in Korea right now. So, like, they're only doing what's safe, mm -hmm. which they should don't want, like, them to have to, like, come here just to try and make money. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, but like I, I, they, I definitely know that tour because that tour is supposed to come out here like earlier in the year, but it, it got pushed back. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the same here. I, I'm uh, waiting for things to get safe. I, I've been like dying to get to Korea, but obviously with uh, like the mandatory quarantine when you get into the country, it's mm-hmm. just a really long time. So I'm, I'm just waiting for that to, to, to go away so I can travel there safely. Yeah, I like was I'm back in school right now. Um, I'm going back for like a second degree. And I was like, I wonder if I could do like study abroad in like Tokyo or Seoul. And I was like looking and I was like, hmm, I might have to bring this up with my advisor just because like I've always wanted to go to Tokyo, like even before I got really into anime. Mm-hmm. Like I've always thought that Tokyo would be such a cool place to visit. And then like when I got into K pop, like Seoul just looks super cool too. And like I've seen people who like have studied abroad there and they just like love the culture and just like it's cultural like appreciation like nothing creepy so like Mm -hmm. that is something that i would like genuinely just like want to like dive into the culture more 100 i i I totally uh, know where you're coming from because when i was in high school i was like obsessed with japanese culture i I took like japanese Mm -hmm. class like you know to learn the language and i i I used to be like super heavy into anime but now i feel like i'm more of like a casual person like i I always watch like my hero because that's like so popular like you can't really avoid that and then um, you know, one of my really good friends who uh, isn't a hardcore put me on to uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, JJK. Oh my god, no, so yeah. good. Uh, amazing! I uh, people uh, people who who think that I still watch anime like super crazy, I just tell them to watch J- JJK because it's like the, the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Okay, but uh, last thing on K-pop, do you listen to Weekly? Because that's like my favorite group um, outside of because like there's like the big three, right? Like there's like Twice, Blackpink, yeah. um, BTS. I feel like those are like standard, right? Like I don't know a K-pop mm-hmm. fan who doesn't like at least one of those three. But like outside of that, I was just try to pump uh, this band called Weekly. They're like seriously, I think like the best group ever. I only know the song After School, and I freaking love it. So. I should realistically get more into their discography. It's just like if I get more into the like discography of a K-pop group, it's just like a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And that that's all I can think about. So I have to like take it like group by group before I can like really get into more groups. Because okay. otherwise it's like hyperfixation. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I totally get um get that because I when I first got into it, I was like, where do I go? And I was just like this. I felt like a crazy person just listening to like so many different groups, just trying to absorb as much as I can. But then I found I think I found like the sound that I like kind of like gravitate towards more uh, mm-hmm. and then just kind of like focus on a couple of bands. And once I felt like I kind of mastered like their whole discography, then that's when I started branching out. I felt like a little more comfortable. Yeah. Um, but uh, after school, I'm I'm sure I'm sure like 99 percent of the people who listen to this podcast probably don't even know. But the the current intro song is after school by weekly. It's just the instrumental because like a lot of people think that um, I just uh, created it. But no, it's just um, it's just after school by weekly. It's just the instrumental. Go listen to that song. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. So yeah. So an intro is after school by weekly. The outro is from a group called um, IZ1 uh, Panorama. So for people who mm-hmm. who, who um, are, aren't interested, but yeah, Weekly's awesome. After School was like yeah, like their biggest hit. They came out with a, a, a EP after the, um, that last one. Uh, so they, they have like a newer single called Holiday Party, which you should, you should check out because if you like After School, you'll like Holiday Party. It, it's like r- really good sound. Okay, cool. I'm in. Okay. It's funny. I noticed I noticed the intro and and I was like, yeah, what is this? So thank you both for shedding light on that, and also thank you for having the introductory guide to K-pop. I feel like I, of course, am going to listen back to this by default, 
but um, now I have an added incentive to jot down all these artists that were just mentioned, and uh, that will be my gateway to K-pop. So thank you guys. Well, Donnie, I could send you my super secret, super exclusive K-pop playlist on Spotify if you have Spotify. <laughs> uh, I would, I would be delighted uh, to dive into that. So yes, please, please send that my way. Okay, and it's like a guide to like my my favorite sound. So it's not like you know the best of k-pop but it's like what i love so I'll, I'll i'll send it to you so you can check it out um but a uh, couple things before we wrap up uh lexi i'm curious that one friend who uh, uh you know asked you to go to the half heart show because of vain uh how did your friend react when uh they heard uh the space demo for the first time because obviously well, can uh, we shout them out can you shout yeah. them out lexi? yeah i'm Ron. she's awesome oh okay. my god she's my best friend i love her but she when i like i kept her in the loop throughout everything about the band mm -hmm. so i was sending her demos before like we put them out she's like oh my god like i can't wait like i'm learning the lyrics like i can't wait to like i can see you finally and she's from jersey so like when we announced like the dare show she was like i'm coming like i'd just be ready so like there's so many like east coast friends that i'm gonna like have at that show hell yeah so i'm very excited but like she was super into it she loves it she was actually just a like sad summer yesterday and she's like wearing a space shirt like gotta promote the band mm -hmm. so she's awesome super supportive hell yeah that, that that's great to hear that i'm uh still to this day that you guys are still friends and still talking about hardcore because sometimes you know obviously things happen life happens people fade away whatever but I i'm just happy to know that 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 friend that got that helped get you into it more is still around yeah no she's she's really awesome like my go-to for hardcore is always her okay well hell yeah this has been super awesome and something that i've been looking forward to a, a, a really long time because i'm such a fan of spaced uh and I, i'm a fan of you guys uh you know good people from the buffalo area doing cool stuff uh but before we sign off is there anything else uh, you guys would like to say uh i'll take a quick off i i would i do i definitely want to shout out final declaration uh sick band i want to shout out uh smashing grab and exhibition both on edgewood records uh you know like it's definitely one of our goals uh just collectively to try to put the scene on uh outside of uh of hardcore uh definitely yeah shout out to uh funeral coat really cool uh kind of like I guess you can't really call it pop punk, but like sort of influenced by that. Uh, just like really unique band that we share some members with. Um, that's super cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Of I feel like there's a couple other shout outs I would want to do. Shout out Standalone. Shout out everybody in Syracuse. Like Syracuse, uh, that's like definitely one of my big goals is to uh, kind of uh, create some unity between like what's going on in Buffalo and Syracuse and like in my scene. And just like worldwide, I hope everybody can just kind of continue to create bridges for people into hardcore and like end any and all gatekeeping. It's fucking stupid. Um, and hardcore is for everybody. Uh, if you want to be with it and you're a good person, uh, come to shows. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not, uh, nothing from you, Lexi? Or um, I guess just like updates for the band, like uh. October 30th, we're playing in Cleveland with Gag. Um, really looking forward to that. Um, I think it's November 7th is the Dare Show in Works Bear. November then, 8th. November 8th. November 8th. Um, and then we're hoping to have, we should be having music out by the end of October. So definitely keep an eye out for that. 
All right. Well, there you guys have it. Shout out Buffalo Hardcore. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Goodbye.